welcome everyone to another episode of Four Layer Takes. This episode is a new format for us. We have some viewers, some listeners, some followers who will be calling in, um, giving us their thoughts and feedback on this great show, Lovecraft Country. I'm your girl, Kim. It's me, Mimi. It's your girl, Mel. It's your boy, Marcus, a.k.a. Carter G. Woodson. Um, I would give you all the details about him, but Google is free. and You should go educate yourself. So go Google Dr. Carter G. Woodson. And we have... Yeah, so we uh, guys go Google, and we have a, our special guest who's going to kick off our show with us today, and her name is Mia, and she is uh, one of my former coworkers that I have kept in touch with because I love her and I think she's fabulous and wonderful and amazing. She has her own amazing brand that's about to uh, hit the market, and she's already out there. So I'm just excited for her to be a part of this um, beautiful black educated Atlantan. And so thank you for joining our show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to us. Welcome Yay. to our show. Hey, Mia. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Marcus. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> it's good to see you. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into it. Um, how did you like, how did you hear about Lovecraft Country? So I can't remember if I just like told everybody in the world to watch it or if you heard it by somebody else. I actually, I'm kind of an HBO nut, so I follow all of their social media pages. So when they started promo for in April, I saw it and I was like, "Mm, okay, that looks different. It looks cool. And I sent it to my boss because she loves like these kind of different horror based shows. So we talked about it and we were like, okay, we have to August. Let's prepare. Cool. Did she watch it as well? I don't know, because with being socially distant and working from home and, you know, she has two boys, so she has to teach plus work. I haven't been able to talk to her about it. I know she watched the first episode, but okay. I haven't been able to follow up since. So we'll have to chat, I guess, whenever we see each other. Yeah. Is, is your boss, is this person of melanin or no? No, she is an ally, but she is white. Gotcha. That boss. That kind uh, okay. of boss. That, that boss. We know that. Okay. We know that person. Okay. <laughs> Person of, a person of melanin, I like that. I'm using <laughs> this. <laughs> Are you melanin rich? Are yeah, you melanin ally. rich or not? Are you a POM? Like Christina is an ally, or is she like a true ally? Oh, well, funny enough, her name is Christina, but she's not an <laughs> ally. <laughs> she's just like a straight, like from Slap Out Alabama, you know, oh. real, real down to earth girl. I trust her. More than I would probably anybody else from Alabama. <laughs> Damn. Uh oh, Mimi. Uh oh, Mimi. I'm from Alabama. I mean, the melanin deficient. <laughs> okay. You're right. You're right. Don't trust us. Right. Don't right. trust right. us at all. Right, 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 right. So, did you know who HP Lovecraft was before the show? No, and I have yet to read the book. I have it in my cart. <laughs> okay. Too. Okay, so we'll have to do a book club. So I definitely want to read. Um, I want to read the book that the show was based on, written by another guy. Um, so I definitely, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this book club. It's crazy. It's going to be insane. <laughs> um, so, what was your favorite episode of this season? What do you like, think you my favorite pick- episode of the season was, Melanie? I'm just interested to see if you can pin it. I, 
I was going to say the first episode because it was so much going on. It was just kind of like on and popping nonstop, like your heart is beating. It never gave us, like it never took the foot off the brake to me for the first episode. So that's why I was thinking that it might be your favorite, but I don't know. So, I mean, I did love the first episode. All of them really were great, but I think, I don't know if it's a favorite or the one that resonated the most with me was the Strange Case episode. I think it was six, five or six where Ruby um, got the potion from Christina to transform yeah. for a day or two or a few. Um, yeah. That one was the one that, you know, I was like, oh, a reality I did not consider. Melanin <laughs> 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 deficient reality. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, what what, was, what would that privilege be like for a day or, you know, mm. uninterrupted Ruby? I, I, I definitely, I like that one the most, I think. Now, what would you do if you had that? What would the first thing, would, I know, I'm hoping it wouldn't be to get another job, but like, what would your first thing you would do if you were that now melanin deficient, uninterrupted Mia? Honestly, I would probably just like buy some clothes for Forever 21 that fit me and walk around. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but like, Clothes don't really fit, you know, the, those that are, you know, shapely in any kind of way that's a real normal body. So get me something forever 21, go to the California Pizza Kitchen and, you know, be on my phone like, mm, yeah, you know, have my AirPods and get some Oakley's or something and pretend like I'm living the dream. <laughs> Lord, that's the funniest thing. I just I just want to say, Mia, that you you can do all of these things right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but can you do them uninterrupted? Yes. And that is the point. That is the point. Like common luxury, daily luxuries that, you know, other people take for granted. I feel like to a certain extent, I still have to perform or oh. be on. Okay. Um, so to not have to think like, oh, is this Black Lives Matter shirt going to shake the table? Or, you know, is my wig a little too different today? Like, just yeah. being able to just be Lily White and, you know, drink my Coca-Cola, not Coke <laughs> as in drugs, but, you know, just having just a regular day. <laughs> you can do Coke. It's the way you're, 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 you're I probably could. I probably could afford it at that point because it's a higher <laughs> drug that, you know, they tend to have more common. Exactly. I, I know that's what I would do. Okay, With so that, just... Mm-hmm. Just living. You just want. You just want a day. You really, truly want a day. Just uninterrupted, living your life in in a non melanin body. Right. Yeah, just to see what it's like. Not necessarily like, oh, I want to be white, but just to experience just what it's like to not have the. Or even, I don't even know if I would still have those concerns. I probably still would because I'm staying in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, even right. though the outward is different. So I got a question. When Ruby takes that stiletto. And sodomizes the uh, oh boy, what was going through your head? <laughs> I was just like, okay, bonnet yellow. Like I honestly didn't register <laughs> what she was doing. I was more like, you know what? The executive music producer, whoever is behind this, is on it because I'm like bloody shoes. It's a bloody shoe. Um, <laughs> it's Sadiq. And- it's Rafael Sadiq. Yeah, and you know what? He works with Solange on Insecure, so I was like, you know what? We're in good company. But I was like, um... Once I realized what was happening, because I had to watch it a second time, I was just like, oh, okay. So, you know, kind of getting what you were giving. 
and I just <laughs> left it at that. It didn't really disturb me as much uh, as I guess some people. I, it didn't disturb me at all. I was like, okay, you're gonna show up your asshole. You didn't, you, yeah. didn't, you, didn't, you didn't feel that in your booty hole a little bit when she was just no. ramming it and ramming it and ramming it? Wow, no, I mean, in booty holes. <laughs> it wasn't happening to me. I just, honestly, I was just kind of like, the way he treated, well, she didn't treat the other sales. I can't think of her name. She didn't treat her fairly, really either. But Tamara. the way he, Tamara, the way he was acting, I was like, buddy, you can get yours. An eye for an eye, because that's what y'all believe in. So yep. it, it, it's, you know, a little reciprocity of her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, he, he deserved it. I mean, but mm-hmm. still, like, just having a stiletto stuck up your ass can't be fun. I yeah. mean, so it may be fun for some people. Who knows? Exactly. We are, we, I, we are not about king shaming on this podcast. I was gonna say I'm not a fetish shamer, so I'm not gonna. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say if it was done in this manner, it wasn't fun for anybody. I'm sure that <laughs> was it. Not like this. Yeah, that was not done pl- as pleasure. No, it was not. Right. It was definitely not pleasure. Not pleasure at all. So well, if you, uh huh. I was going to ask, so so if you've been listening to Four Layer Takes, you know that Ruby is not my favorite. Not mine at either. All. Um, so she's not your favorite. Why? What you're connecting with her because you want to be uninterrupted, not necessarily because Ruby's your favorite character. Yeah, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't identify with her story at all. And it kind of irked me because I was like, okay, there's a lot of, there were so many different layers and I felt like colorism was one. They never really took a deep dive in what happened with the mama and why there was so much conflict with Letty and her siblings. And I was just like, Ruby got a lot going on, but Ruby wanted to be white. And that's one thing I'm like, I ain't going to trade this. And I don't know. It just kind of, it, it bothered me when she went to Tamara and was like, Oh, you know, you can do this this mm-hmm. way and try to, you know, come down on her, be condescending about her only having a certain level of education. I'm like, as black women, sometimes I feel like that is one of our drawbacks. Not everyone, but it can be a drawback that that trope that a lot of black women play into when they get into leadership roles. And I think they mm-hmm. they did it with giving her a white, you know, body, body. But it's still a reality for a lot of people that someone may feel like they deserve something more than you and they're going to be a crab in a barrel the entire yeah. time about it. When yeah, she could have yeah. easily just been like, you know what, girl? I'm an ally. I'm going to help you out or whatever the version of that was back then. So I'm just kind of like, Ruby, she made my ass itch. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel bad when she died either. I was like, well, you got to take one for the team. I didn't want her to die. Yeah, I was good with that. Thanks, Mia. <laughs> Yeah, we're right here. Kim's <laughs> like, I now I have an ally in hating. <laughs> <laughs> do you also hate Sansa? Because if you do, you guys might be best friends. <laughs> uh, uh, Mimi, did you have any questions for Mia while she's on? Um, no, I was just letting her, uh, you know, get out what, how she was feeling about the show. I loved it. Um, we only have a few more minutes. Did you have any like one thing that really resonated with you throughout the season? Or maybe it was one episode, like maybe it was the Ruby episode. Like what was that one theme? Because I feel like they had so many cross genres in this show. Mm-hmm. So many themes. Um, was it there's one thing that kind of stuck out to you? I know you mentioned uh, colorism, which they didn't delve into. And I don't know if that was intentional or not. Um, yeah. But was there anything that really just like that really you took, you're going to take with you after this, now that the show is off? Um, I think 
it was just a lot of the nuanced things that happened. Like, of course, I didn't talk about the colorism, but it was something that was just there. And it's like they they didn't get a chance to dive into it. But then also, like, all of these different stories were rooted in that generational trauma is what everybody kept talking about. And it was one of those things I'm like, you know, this happened back in the 50s and 60s and yet we're still kind of history repeating itself now and it's like so at what point does the the mentality shift for us as black people to kind of look at look at ourselves look at how we judge others because you know no one is completely judgment free you're going to have your biases even if they're unintentional but it's just Mm -hmm. like at what point will we have that shift and start thinking differently because we see what our past has been like and how do we move forward in a way that we're able to build each other up because everyone knows that you know the biggest threat is us as a mm-hmm. community coming together so how do we do that and how do we get past it you know I'm not gonna cuss but forget the respectability politics all that other s- stuff just like let's let's get a, let's get some kind of resolution at this point like yeah slavery wasn't that long ago Jim Crow was Last still today, yeah, right. So, right. So I'm just kind of like watching all of this. I think that's what struck me because I tell everybody as a millennial, I felt like a lot of things I ignored to this point, and then Mm -hmm. being in the pandemic and being at home and have to sit with those feelings Mm -hmm. of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and everything else. It's like, damn, like this shit ain't. Sorry, this is not getting any better for anyone. And I'm like, at what point are we gonna are we gonna try to improve? So that was the overall thing for me about the show. It's like we have to think outside of our box of what the society society expects for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, get your Hippolyta on. Like, do what you got to do. But yes. how do we continue to thrive? Because it's going to be, you know, it's going to come from a place of pain. But we got to be able to move past it. Yeah. Well, that was a word. Thank you so much. Right. Yeah. And I was going to say, uh, obviously, you don't listen to us that much because cursing is uh, not a problem. You can cuss, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I know, but I just, I be nervous because it wasn't, once the top is off, once you pop, the fun don't stop. So I just like, let me try yeah. to keep it real <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Now, do you want to, uh, we're wrapping up, we're coming up on our time to um, promote anything with your brand that you're doing, um, I know you have a lot kind of in in the cooker, getting ready to go, yes. but please, you know, drop your social media. I follow you on, of course, all the social medias and we follow each other. So yeah. um, let, let us know, or we can just put in our show notes. Um, but if you definitely want to shout yourself out so that people can start following you and our audience can get to know you as well. Sure. Um, I'm at the Mia Chantel on Instagram, on Twitter. Twitter is where I live tweet shows, whether it's Real Housewives of Potomac or things like anything HBO is putting out because they're content for color people or black people, whatever it's, 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 it's relatable as hell. Um, so T H E M I A S H A N T E L D Mia Chantel. Um, I have a podcast launching next week on November 4th. Um, it's a little, a little nervous, but I'm excited. And it's going to basically be just, you know, casual conversations with Black women and everyday Black women getting those humanizing tales of what their everyday experiences are like. Because I think oftentimes we see these people in these bright lights and we don't really get to understand that they're everyday Black women, you know, breaking the mold in mm-hmm. whatever their industry is. Yeah. And then that's it. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mia. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your Sunday to spend with us. We really enjoyed it. Brilliant, phenomenal, amazing, wonderful friend who I love spending time with anytime we can. So thank you again for spending time with us. Yes. Y'all, thank you for inviting me, Marcus. (laughs) I finally got to see the inside of one of your house rooms. So that's great. (laughs) (laughs) One day. I'm just, we just wait for COVID to end. Right. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Okay, well, thank you and have a great, amazing, wonderful week. And I will chat with you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 We have another listener. We want to welcome Jess to the podcast. She is one of our most engaged listeners on Four Layer Takes, especially with Lovecraft Country. We look forward to her insights and all the great things that she has to say about this show that has been in our lives for the last 10 plus weeks. So welcome, Jess. Welcome, oh, everybody. Hello. 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 <laughs> What's up, Thank you. Jess? What's up, Mimi? What's up? What did, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I haven't been doing nothing. All right. <laughs> That's okay. You, as long as you're staying healthy, we're good to go. We'll yeah. we don't get back to it. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for joining um, joining our show tonight and chatting with us for a little bit. Um, and like, I, I guess I like I was still kind of down tonight because I was like, oh, I'm not gonna watch Lovecraft. Like, my, I've, like mm-hmm. we've been doing it for ten weeks, so I was like, this is this show was perfect for tonight. So mm-hmm. it brought me up a little bit. I just drank a little bit. I wasn't that depressed, depressed. So it was okay. Um, I wanted to know a little bit, uh, how did you hear about Lovecraft? Like the the whole show, Do you did you hear about it from a friend, watch a commercial? Like how did you like get a, um, an ear about what was going on? Uh, me and me, actually. I didn't know anything about it. I don't hear okay. about stuff before it comes out. I kind of hear about it secondhand through popular opinion. So she was like, yeah, it's a sci-fi show and I'm heavy sci-fi. So I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, so y'all doing the four layer takes? Okay, okay. And it was, <laughs> was exciting. Free 2020. I love it. Yeah. And you said, so you're um, a fan of sci-fi. Like what what other shows or books do you read like that that are your favorite sci-fi? So that we can kind of gauge like how deep you are into this. I'm like a heavy expanse sci-fi channel um Rothfuss readers like what mm-hmm. how is what's your intro into sci-fi like what's your what do you uh, I'm, a, I'm a throwback uh I'm a x-files mm-hmm. um I didn't watch a lot of tv so now I am I'm because I have a lot of time at home that I didn't have before so um I was more of a Dexter Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. uh those type of shows um Octa- Octavia Butler all day she was the mm-hmm. reason I started writing so I write cool. sci-fi, so I make up mad stuff in my head. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I just started kind of getting into like the Black Mirror that you guys used to do. Um, y'all used to pick a lot of good movies. I just started Watchmen, uh, but I'm okay. like season one, episode three. I ain't, oh, okay. I ain't got that much time yet. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need time for that one. You need time. Yeah, and sit through it. And yeah, so, um, but yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of things happening right now that I, I start with and I don't finish with. Like I watched the witches remake the other day and I was offended and I didn't know if I was the only person that was offended. I'm so, not watching it. So I don't know. I'm not going to watch it. it. I'm don't offended already. Is this the I, one with Anne Hathaway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. Anne Hathaway does not make an, uh, Angelica Houston is her, is her own genre. Like, she you know, share of, yeah. Of yeah. But she yeah. did a good job. She did a good job. Okay. It was okay. the tropes that, came out and I was like, ah, I feel uncomfortable watching this. Like you're gonna give homeboy a whole slice of 
cornbread. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Okay. Uh, okay. But- <laughs> we're we're going to take your advice. We're going to stay away from the yeah. remake of the witches. <laughs> we're stay away from that. Um, mm-hmm. So for this season, what was your favorite episode like of like the entire 10, 10 episode run? Believe it or not, um, it was episode one, but I had to struggle to pick one. Like that question right there, I was like, I, I like the whole, <laughs> whole thing. Got it. But when you go back and you kind of um, start over, it they mm-hmm. dropped everything you needed to know in that first episode, and it was mm-hmm. so weird going back because you know the last episode was full circle. So you're like, okay, it starts with his you know dream from his ancestors, and it ends with them coming to kind of save the day. So mm-hmm. going back, it was like everything in the first episode, Montrose, Montrose kicked off the story and you don't realize it um, mm-hmm. until you know the whole story. Because none of this would have happened had it not been for Montrose sending a letter under duress. Um, so mm-hmm. it was, yeah, even his dyslexia started to pop up in, in the early episodes. Like when he sent the letter and he was like, oh, it's Arkham. It's like, no, that's that's, that's a deep- Arkham. Yeah. Um, no. So it was like, okay, I- y'all. I was putting mm-hmm. me on, but I wasn't ready to receive it uh, <laughs> at all. But, but episode one, hands down, I, I went back and I was like, this is what made me want to watch every episode to the end. Cause it was like, I got to figure all this out somehow. Yeah. So yeah. I like I, you and I are in the same boat. That was my favorite episode. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Marcus, did you have a question? No, no, I guess, um, I guess that, what about episode one? I know it was that open and scene kind of, once I saw the opening scene with the monsters and Jackie Robinson and the battle going on in the background, I was like, okay, you got me. Here's my money. Take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, it was immediately you were thrown into culture. You know, I didn't even put mm-hmm. two and two that the, uh, the block party was, you know, they, they got to stay on their side of the, you know, a town, but they were, they really wanted to have fun. It was people coming together as a community. And it was like, we're about to disturb this whole community real quick. And mm-hmm. the, the little things like even Ruby wanting to be a department store worker from episode one, she was like, I've been applying, I've been applying. I'm like, wow, I didn't even, you know, yeah. I didn't even realize that she said that. Um, I, the only person I don't remember spotting in episode one was William Christina, but I know if I look, oh hard, yeah, long yes, long, um, I'll see some some breadcrumbs. But it was definitely just okay. This is the family. Is something's happened, but this is home. This is how home was before everything changed. And mm-hmm. even you know when they went on the guide trip, she gave them Arithia Blue. That was the first time she switched it over. She started idolizing her mother, and it was just like, mm-hmm. wow. Like I didn't pick up on any of this first run so it was it was it was just nostalgic it was immediately now the first time i saw it it probably would have been like episode 10 maybe okay was my okay going back it was like this is what made me go past episode three four when i was confused all of that stuff (laughs) 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 hella confusing (laughs) yeah hella confusing um so what do you have any like I know there's a lot of genres, a lot of themes that happened in the in throughout the 10 episodes was one theme that, in, that one thing jump out at you that's, that's going to stick with you past, you know, this week, next week that you'll always think back when you think about this show. Like, is that one thing that kind of sticks out to you? Yeah, um, family um and 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 blood versus family like you don't have to be related to me to be my family Mm -hmm. um so and from the very start it's like this is my blood but this is not my family this is i I, this is heritage that i didn't ask for but the family that i've made is a consequence of that so it was right from the start like okay i'm coming from florida to come home because my daddy missing that family Mm -hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Christina said it in um, I, I don't know which episode it was it, it might have been episode two but it was like uh, 
the things they've done are unforgivable. Um, but you still come running when they need help. We call that family. And it was like, that's Christina who this girl ain't get to do shit. Like, yeah, y'all not family. That's blood. That's people you just related to. So that scene just kept coming up. And even, even, um, Montrose, the first quote that I wrote down for Montrose was, uh, uh, first episode. It was like, um, the past is a, a living thing. If you own it, you owe it. And he went and seeking for family that might not have been his blood. It might have been his mm-hmm. brother's blood, yes, but he didn't make that family. He earned that family. He raised that family. So mm-hmm. over and over and over again, it was just like, wow, wow. Like yeah. I, I'm taking that away. Um, and that was that was that was the biggest thing that stood out to me. Like you can go all the way back to choices versus sacrifices, and it still mm-hmm. boils down to who you're willing to sacrifice everything for, which is family. Mm-hmm. So it was. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. It was, it was a, I didn't, it didn't hit me until like days after I was sitting there like, wait, I got a message. <laughs> like, it's really cool. So it like sunk in. Yeah. Yeah. Shows yeah. don't do that anymore. They, they kind of just, mm. you know, blow things up for the, the hell of it, but they don't leave that resonating feeling of, oh, wow, I just experienced something beautiful. So mm-hmm. yeah, that scene hit home. Yeah. That's what I thought when I read my first, um, I tell you a Butler book, that's how it felt. Like, I was like, it didn't, it didn't leave me like it just it stayed with me and I'm a huge um, X-Files I probably every single year I would watch all the X-Files every single one up until when Mulder leaves um, so it's not the same but like that's and I was like when we were talking on our last episode I'm like please for season two get some writers from the X-Files in the room I'm like that's really what this show is like it really is about a black X-Files yeah, um because yeah. it crosses all the genres everything it's just such a hodgepodge so yeah uh, with the with the one. easter eggs of history so mm-hmm. that's that's the better part but the x-files it was like i'm watching a whole bunch of white people they real smart yeah. but they ain't no, <laughs> right. no colors in this so um, <laughs> you know people are melanin right right only one it was only one it was only like that one the one agent yeah uh, the, that was the only black person that was like really in the and show it was, it was short it was short. Mm-hmm. It was like, he put that X up on the window. You was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. oh, hey, oh, he wants you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, and even that was hood. It was like, I don't know how to feel mm-hmm. about that. You want to yeah. put up the bat signal for a Negro to come and tell you secrets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, this show was, this, this show was just amazing. Like, and I never expected to um, kind of connect with who I connected with as characters. And that was something mm-hmm. I thought I would be on such and such inside. And it was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Not anymore. Oh, who did you connect so, with yeah, the most? That's, that's my question. Mm-hmm. I, I know what you have slacked me, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, and I have a... Don't say respect. Ruby. Please don't say Ruby. Oh, oh God. Think you connect with Ruby? Listen, listen. Ruby Ruby was in her own right, you know, a <laughs> great character, but she was a foil character for, for everybody else. It was, you know, she was so so convicted about everything, but did nothing because she wanted it to be perfect. And that in itself mm-hmm. was too much um but no it was it was christina um but me not for the reason you think I okay to, i was like wait i'm like you threw a whole wrench in my, in my whole question game okay <laughs> Here you have to do some explaining my friend <laughs> um christina was the i'm going to say this word wrong and i don't care if everyone who listens hears this but she was the the conscientious standby like I want to okay. feel your your pain, but I can't. She she never really intervened. She only always observed, and her own um, her own path to enlightenment was more so. I mean, I could, but uh, um, mm. but 
so Christina was the uh, the the character that I connected with the most because of how she dealt with her family and how she um, adopted her family. Uh, being Ruby, mm-hmm. I, I grew up in a um, a middle class Philadelphia neighborhood where it was very diverse. I never really struggled with any kind of race relationships with neighbors or strangers. I've never had a bad experience growing up. So what what happened um, in my childhood was I had a two parent household and they were married and my parents were looked down upon by, by so many of my friends because they came from single parent homes. So mm-hmm. I always felt like I was outside of the, the black experience. My parents loved each other until my mom passed away. And then we're just a close knit family. We, t- we take care of each other no matter mm-hmm. what, no matter what we do to each other. Christina is trying so hard to not put her own discrimination up against that of a black woman and the black peoples, but she's still saying, this is my experience and this is all mm-hmm. I have to go off of. And I want to connect with you and I want to show you that I love you uh, to the, to the, the very end. She kept all of her promises to the very end. She mm-hmm. gave them out that if they could have taken, mm-hmm. might've changed their fate, you know, and she, she could, she could never really, you know, say, I know what you're going through without getting that backlash. She was like, no, but I'm a woman and I'm in a family that's dominated by the patriarchy. I am being held, you know, in lesser regard when I'm smarter than all of these people. But because I didn't experience what you have, that makes me, you know, not empathetic. And then she even goes on to mm-hmm. show, I want to empathize with you. I want to feel mm-hmm. your someone that I love. So I, I connected with her because I'm always outside of that black experience in that way. People tell me I'm not black enough. People tell mm. me that because I have two parents, I'll never understand. If, if I never got spanked, I don't know what getting hit with an extension cord feels like. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't come from that experience. So I, I kind of connect with Christina on that way that I don't fit into other people's molds of what a black woman should fit. And mm-hmm. even though, you know, even my gay struggles, like I'm, I came out to my parents. My parents were like, cool. Your, your mom won the bet. She guessed you were totally gay. They high five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, where's my big splash? Right. I'm, I'm scared of getting kicked out and religious. And, you know, mm-hmm, no, my mm-hmm. mom was just like, girl, I knew from the womb. So that's how I looked at Christina. She, she never really lied to mm-hmm. them. She kept it a hundred, but it was like, look, I need y'all, but I could do this with y'all or without y'all or against mm-hmm. y'all. But we, we blood, we family. So, I'm going to give y'all this choice. Um, so yeah. that's why I think I, I connected the most with her because oh, she kept okay. trying to to touch on that experience, even though she could never mm-hmm. really understand. Wow. And she did, like I said, and she did bring Letty back twice. She yep. did keep her promises. She, Like you said, she did give them out. She was like, give me the book and I'm going to leave y'all out. Like, I'm about y'all to. Y'all got it. Right. I'm going to go. Cool. Right. Yeah. And even even her, she wants to experience, uh, it was like, I don't know what episode it was, but she wanted to experience firsts. And it was right. just like, oh, wow. She wants to experience the human experience every mm-hmm. time and every way for the rest of eternity. She wants to mm-hmm. understand what it is to empathize with an- another human being mm-hmm. from her own experience. And that's beautiful. Like, like when she was out there trying to double dutch, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. Playing high shit <laughs> with a little kid. She right. what you were doing. Right. Right. Do you think um, Jess, do you think that's why Christina wanted to be um, immortal? Because I really, for the whole show, couldn't figure out why what her mother was for. I think so. so. She she never got to experience anything. Like she lived mm-hmm. in a cult, and if her her family came from 
it was the witch hunters and the witches and the witches stole from the indigenous groups of this other place in Guyana and they brought all their magic back and they're trying to live in their bubble, but they all want something. Her father mm-hmm. wanted to go back to paradise. And she said, no, mm-hmm. no, I want to know everything. And that's the difference between them. Um, the, the man, the woman, the, she was the scientist and he was the, I'm gonna go back home. Cause I was cool there and I got kicked out cause I'm at mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Adam, the, the book of Adam was like um, Adam, something eve fucked and then it messed up the world like it was it was was always blaming the woman exactly so that i think her motive was to be free in experiences to to not have anything holding her if she lives forever she'll get past all these tough times um Mm -hmm. she'll she'll get to to experience what forever is like through the eyes of somebody fairly by just her own you know um what, what she's doing with her magic. And she kept saying one person might get this for, you know, a spell once in a lifetime, but you know, she had like six. <laughs> she, I'm like, she was the, she was the most powerful person outside of Gion. She really was the most powerful magic wielder in the show. Yep. And it, right. it goes, it goes back to all of the patriarchy and mm-hmm. how men skewed the, you messed up our chance. No, you had a choice and that's what you chose. You know, well, it was a hierarchy. No, we was equal homie. We came from the mm-hmm. same place. So it's just all these differing things with a, a story all their own that skewed so many different, you know, cultures. So mm-hmm. them, I would love to see a Christina background story. Cause I feel like she was probably a little girl locked up and she might've had a brother who was better than her, but bro died or something. And that was like, <laughs> uh, I don't know about this one. She a girl. I can't do nothing with her. Max, write right. that book. Max, write that book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, hey, you can write some fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, I searched for some. Yeah, write some fan fiction. Half yeah. this fan fiction that you hear out here is better than the shit Very you get on TV. So. Well, that's what that's what I'm like. But think about it. Like fan fiction that is really really good makes mm-hmm. Twilight. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like right. they make fifty. Like that could be something. Yeah, right. I never thought about it. I just I really I did think about when she didn't know how to like play like play with interact with children on that level. I'm like, okay, she really did grow up like in a room somewhere. Like, right. She, yes. And, and I, what was interesting is we never really we never found out how old Christina really was because yeah. we never knew how old her dad was because he could prolong his life. So I'm like, right. we don't even know how long she was really on this earth for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that's very interesting that you would identify uh, with Christina. But it, that totally makes sense. Yeah. With no, how, you, how you described it. Yeah. I, I thought that was, that's, I appreciate that. I was like, that's completely yeah. different than what I would have thought or even realized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried mm-hmm. to I tried to do Letty, but Letty had some mama issues that I couldn't I couldn't get with. <laughs> Poor Letty. I, I can't do Letty. I'm sorry. She's too naive. Poor um Poor Letty. But Letty fucking Lewis. Yeah. I'm a part of the, the, the tick hating club though. He was just a little boy. Oh, oh yes. Yes. we have those we have those people here too. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, no tick. Season two, he's coming back though, because I think Gi gave him immortality, and I think Christina yeah, still back. has. I think Christina still has immortality as well, because um, she was under them rocks and she should have died like that. She was asking for help, like it wasn't hurting. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing mm. um, there's gonna be some mm. some interesting concepts next season. But I'm trying not to get too into it, because then mm-hmm. I'm gonna be disappointed by building all my hopes up. <laughs> um, but but otherwise, yeah. I, this show, I've never felt this way about a show like Same. where it connected. The stories were unpredictable. Like I, I, I predicted a lot with the story arcs, but the end, I never would have. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't Me read either. the book, though, because I would yeah. probably been upset if I read the book. I'm mean, we're gonna do. I'm gonna get the book going. We're gonna do the book club. So I was like, I got now. I have to read this book. It has to happen. 
Um, and I'm happy I'm doing it after I watch the show. So I don't know which is going to be better right. or worse, but we're going to make it work. Um, so we're coming up on our time. Um, I want you said you mentioned that you uh, were a sci fi writer as well. Do you have if you want to plug your uh, book, if you want to plug how to find it, how to find you on social media, please let us know that now. Uh, sure. Um, I am currently up on inkshares.com um, as Jessica S. like uh, Simon <laughs> Carter. And um, you can find me on Instagram. My website is down, but it's jessicascarter.com. Um, soon cool. there will be many books to buy. Cool. And what's the name of your book that you already have um, ready to go? Um, Villainous is on Amazon. Uh, that's my first book. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Um, okay. uh, <laughs> but the, the Technicolor Prohibition is posted up on Ink Shares and it's an LGBTQ, uh, sci-fi dystopia type deal. It's really weird and wacky, but, uh, okay. I got a few to come out soon. So hopefully you guys, if you check it out, you'll see um, yeah. style and all that. Mm-hmm. Cool. We are definitely going to check it out. We thank you so okay. much for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend time with us on your Sunday night. Thank you for just being a part of us, uh, always commenting on social media with us and really, you know, you went through this entire show with us. So mm-hmm. we really appreciate that. And thank Mimi for connect- telling you about this crazy show to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to y'all next project. So like keep yeah. finding stuff for me to watch on TV or else I'm going to be like lost. Thank, so, you for okay. being, uh, <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you for being our quality assurance person too. And you like, oh, I'm just... Like the audio sounds low. I'm like, oh, oh. Let me fix it. Yeah, yeah. Let me fix it. <laughs> Customer service was awesome. It was like immediately up there the next time. I Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thanks for awesome. having me, you guys. You all have Thank a good you. night. You Thank too. you too. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, we want to welcome our last listener to the episode. Her name is Kimberly. Welcome. Um, Mimi, Mel, and I have actually worked with Kimberly in the past, and so it's great to get reacquainted with you, see what your love is for Love Calf Country and all the things. Thanks for having me on. I have to say that you all have done such a phenomenal job with your podcast. It has really helped me a lot because I would call Melanie and be mad after each episode about (laughs) something that happened or did not happen, and she was like, just listen to our Insta Take and our podcast. So um, I definitely do that. And it's really helped me to understand because I miss a lot of stuff. I mean, I mean, well, first of all, I'm scary. So I can't watch it at night. (laughs) I have to watch it during the daylight. And then I still miss stuff. So you all have helped me to really understand what's going on with this show. And this is not my genre of choice. So I like comedies. I like dramedies, um, suspense, things of that nature. But I have Mm -hmm. never been into horror or anything like that. So this really pulled me out of my comfort zone. And I'm glad that it did because I learned a lot as well. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So they helped me too, because this is also not my preferred genre. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is what happened. This is what happened on on Slack uh, slash text. I first after we watched the first episode, I, I slacked in our Slack group to Kim like, it's scary, but I don't know if you're going to watch it, but it's really good. Then I went over to my text message to Kimberly and was like, it's scary, but it's really good. You should watch it. So I know y'all both don't like I was like, guys, it's scary, but it's really good. You're going to like it. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with, I think that I was the person that told you to watch this. That's how you, you were. 
you told me to watch it. And then I, I started, after you told me, I started seeing advertisements and then I saw Journey Smollett was in it. And I actually like her. I think she's, I, you know, I remember her when she was on the Cosby show or mm-hmm. whatever that Cosby show was called back then when it was just him and Felicia Rashad. And mm-hmm. I've seen her grow as an actress and um, I was intrigued to see her in this as well. Yeah, she was. She, I mean, this this made. I've been yeah, the same thing. I've been watching her. Like I remember her most as Eve from Eve's Bayou. So mm-hmm. watching her grow as an actor, like she was teaching, she was teaching in this show. Like she was teaching mm-hmm. people how to act, which oh, I thought it was absolutely. absolutely. And that's why that's why I thought that it was important to take uh, Courtney B. Vance out of the mix because he on, he ate up every single scene. So I'm like, mm-hmm. once you removed him, I'm like, okay. Now, this girl here, she's here to teach. That's what she's doing on mm-hmm. this day. Oh, every Sunday. That's mm-hmm. what she's here to do. All mm-hmm. right. Um, and I, I know that you did not know who H.P. Lovecraft was before this. And we Why she about- laughed at me, y'all? She was like, <laughs> I'm dying. You don't know who H.P. Lovecraft is? I was like, uh, no. Once again, I watch comedies and love, love, love stories. So. And then you no. be yelling at me because I don't tell you things. I'll be like, listen <laughs> to the podcast. I mean, I didn't really know who H.P. Lovecraft I was. I knew his style, like, and once it was, once I understood who he was, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I know his style, his stylings, mm-hmm. and you like, know, so many people who had pulled from him, but no, I didn't, I'm mm-hmm. like you, I'm like, who, yeah. H- HP what? HP who, right. HP what? HP what? Right. Um, so, Kimberly, what was your favorite episode? Like, we've been watching this for 10 weeks, and mm-hmm. uh, what would you say was the one episode that really stood out to you over this 10-week time? Um, the one episode that really stood out to me and it was very heart wrenching to watch was Rewind 1921. Mm. Um, because I feel that I really got to know Montrose and why Montrose is the way he is. Mm -hmm. Um, it was very troubling to watch him as a youth, his father, you know, abusing him. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the friendship between he, George, and Dora. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Um, just how they kind of just clung to each other and Dora standing up for him. Um, I now understand why he excessively drinks, is angry and sad, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he also couldn't really be himself. And then having to go back and relive all of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was that was rough. But then I got tickled when Letty showed up in them vans. I was like, girl, where you going? <laughs> <laughs> in 1921. Right. And then Hattie was giving her the stank eye like, something about you ain't right. And then, um, you know, tick. So I, I, I went back and I started rewatching it last night, I think, or yesterday. Mm-hmm. And all of this stuff from that episode and in like the last, whatever, nine and 10, they started mentioning in the first episodes, which now mm-hmm. made more sense to me, like the whole story about, I got you kid. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Tick saying, oh, you all told that story forever. And then he actually being the one that who came person. in and saved them. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just amazing. Yeah. And yeah. I love seeing just that community of rich and wealthy substantial black people of course it was disgusting to see how it was demolished mm-hmm. but um you know it, that's my favorite episode okay did you i don't can't remember did you watch watchmen did i tell you to watch that as well yes and so <laughs> like did you, have fatigue, when did, did you have fatigue like we did because i know like we absolutely we, okay 
Okay. It was and a lot. I, I started almost blending a little bit. Like when I would think about different episodes or scenes in um, Lovecraft, I was like, wait a minute, was that Lovecraft or was I watching it? They just retelling the story of Tulsa just bears on your soul. And mm-hmm. then think about what we're going through today. So it's like double, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, because we're still relive, like we're reliving it. Like today, it was a story on, um, uh, I think it was New York Times that now they're they have found ten bodies mm-hmm. that were put, you know, in kind of a mass grave in the graveyard because uh, they're they're trying to now identify the people that were not identified and were put in mass graves during the massacre. So like that was oh, just wow. that popped up today, you know. So it's like, oh god, wow. here we go. But, you know, maybe I'm hoping and praying that, you know, those the people's families that now we can do DNA testing to hopefully mm-hmm. find their families and they can actually put them to rest mm-hmm. in, in a way that they deserve to be put to rest um, and not just in a mass grave. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, that was rough. Um, was there one theme that stood out to you over the 10 weeks that we watched? And it was so it was so much to, to take in all at once. Um was there one thing that you would like actually like after this is over, maybe next week's next two weeks from now, you would actually be remembering from the show? Um, I feel that the theme that I'm most related to or that stood out for me was the theme of the power of the black woman. Um, I feel like Letty, Hippolyta mm-hmm. and Kim's favorite character, Ruby. <laughs> um, <laughs> they all except for when they weren't watching D or when Ruby wasn't watching D, but they all <laughs> exemplified some aspect of what we as, as black women do. You know, we're always taking care of our family. We're comforting mm-hmm. somebody. We're working. You know, the I am episode mm. was when Hippolyta could really mm-hmm. do some self care, you know, mm-hmm. um, Letty, I really liked watching her grow from like this sassy, flippant mouth woman to a more serious, mm-hmm. um, more focused kind of woman. But she was still running around trying to take ta- take care of Tick, you know, to the end, yeah, um, to the end, to the end. So, and we don't um, know why. I'm sorry, I don't. Go ahead. You don't know why. <laughs> now you know I love me some tick. I think tick is so fine, especially when he flies. And now one single tear go down his cheek. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's so fine. Um, hey, man. hey man, I told you. Scene. Hey, that that Jim Crow, that Jim Crow dick hit different. What? Yeah. Wow. You know what? That's Toxic. Dick I don't want. I don't want no Jim Crow. Toxic. This, That's what we're gonna start calling you, Marcus, aka Toxic Jim Crow. Yes, yes. That's a great stage name. <laughs> oh my God. So that was uh, that was the thing that really stood out to me. I felt so, tired after watching them. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I feel like just me, like the people, and I think that you and I, we have become very close, almost best friends, if not best friends, sister friends. Like the pe- you know the people that I keep in my close circle, and we're all the same type of people. Like we're mm-hmm. the ones. I mean, from this podcast, the the two black women on this podcast, we're the ones that take care of our families. We're the ones that you know go to work. We check on our our parents. We're the ones checking our brothers and sisters and our aunts and uncles. Where it seems like those are the people that I attract the most because I am mm-hmm. that person. Like I get it, and mm-hmm. at, I think my worry is, um, and I started rewatching the episodes this week. 
is falling into that um, Hippolyta dilemma. Like, will we get to a, a certain point where we are so lost in taking care of everybody else and everything else and making money and being what society wants us to be that we lose ourselves and we can't get back to ourselves? You know, like, because, I mean, even even we judged Hippolyta for not naming herself mother and taking care of her child. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that we now starting to go back and rewatch the episodes. It's like, I'm like, okay, so is this now what I have to fear for my, my friend circle? Because I'm, I'm a girl's girl. Most of my, my close friends are all women, but we all are the same type of person. We're all the same type of black and even my white friends, the same type of, of people. We are, we are mm-hmm. the, we're, we're the centers of our families to be totally honest, mm-hmm. uh, where our brothers or sisters may not take care of the, our grandparents and our parents. Like they may be doing whatever, but we're checking on them no matter what. So I right. feel that that episode now bringing up that uh, I am episode like that's my fear. I feel like for a lot of my friends um, that I keep very close, mm-hmm. like will we yeah. fall into that where we where we are kept smaller than what we could have been, you know, had we not taken care of. But I'm not going to stop taking care right. of my mom or grandmother. You know, you're not going to stop right. taking care of your family and loving them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel I, I worry about that. Um, and this show let me kind of. Um, it helped me articulate it in a way that I never have been able to before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with that, with her I Am episode. So that was interesting that you yeah. brought that up. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. How would you describe, so, you know, we all laughing. We even know Issa's sketch was cut from SNL when she, mm-hmm. when she, uh, when she hosted SNL a couple weekends ago. Like, you know, the funny part of like, how would you explain um, <laughs> Lovecraft mm-hmm. Country? And so I had all the people that I had been explaining it to send me the clip. I'm like, I already saw the clip. So how mm-hmm. would you, like, how would you explain this? Like, how would you explain this to our friends at dinner when we went to dinner last Friday? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Um, we, I went say... our melon- we went to dinner with dinner with two of our uh, melanin challenge friends that are very nice ladies <laughs> for melanin challenge. Okay, one that two I people on say... the Yeah, I would say it is a black horror movie with a heavy emphasis on racism. Um, the trials of racism, explaining racism how they live through racism, how it affects their family. The family dynamic was another huge theme as well. Um, mm-hmm. But that's probably how I would explain it. Mm-hmm. Much more concise. So I'd be like, uh, it's, I, I would do like, I'm like it's, it's black, and it's deep, and it's witches in it, and it's, like, <laughs> and it's really a ghost story, guys. It's really a ghost story with all these black people, and they're doing great things. And then, t- then there's Tulsa. Like, <laughs> and, then, and, and if you don't get it, then it's just not for you. And if you don't, it's not for you, that, Julie. It's, not, it's just not for you. It's not for you, <laughs> Julie. You don't get it, Julie, because it's not for you, Julie. Right. <laughs> and Karen. So yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> so um, I didn't have any questions. What do you What do you say? I wanted to say, talk about my favorite character real quickly. Yes. And oh, my please. shout outs for honorable mention. Please. Though so he right. was killed in the second episode, Uncle George is my favorite character. Yeah. Um, right. Those eyelashes. Eyelashes. The eyelashes and that wavy hair. Nah, but for real, um, <laughs> the way he showed his love for Tick, his family, I didn't like his sexism, though, I, when he called Lady Girl mm-hmm. when she was driving a car. And she was like, that's oh, yeah. not my name. My name is, you know, MF and Letty. Uh, Letty fucking Lewis. Um, fucking right, Lewis. right. Yeah. Letitia fucking Lewis. Yeah. Um, but I really liked, you know, how he and Montrose kind of seemed to square things away when he was in the room after he had gotten shot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, he's just like a warm blanket to me. I really, really like him. And I, I hate that he died so quickly. I'm going to start describing my husband that way. That's going to make him feel good. You are a warm blanket, <laughs> baby. On a cool night. Now go, cut, say, cool now night. go cut that grass. <laughs> cut the grass. And you'll be like, and, <laughs> don't, and, and don't forget, Mel thought you was black, just real light skin. Then he'll feel really great. <laughs> <laughs> I stay confused. Um, thank you so much. Honorable mentions was Tick. I already talked about how fine he was. Um, <laughs> and, and it was almost a trick. Like to me, they made it seem like Tick was like the well, he was like the lead, but it, to me, it really wasn't about him. It was really mm. about the women, you know? Right. Um, and then my second honorable mention, I mentioned Letty. It is Letty, how she really grew um, uh-huh. in her character. You know what I'm saying? She like all of a sudden knew how to speak. What was that? The words of Adam or whatever that was. <laughs> Language um, of Adam, yeah. Yeah. And how she was like straight ride or die. Because if somebody had asked me to go into a tunnel with some water and then go across a string that kept burning up, I would have been out. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Right. Um, Ain't no Jim Crow dick that good. Hey, like I said, like Nan, Nan, Jim Crow dick that good. No, sir, no sir, no ma'am. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it, and I was mad that Tick died. If he really is dead, but I hope there's a second season. Okay, I hope so, guys. Give us a second season, please, please. Please, oh, please. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and spending time with us on your Sunday evening. Yes. Thank you for having me. I, I feel famous now. I've been with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, we're world-renowned all across, yes, you um, all across Atlanta. Atlanta. All across one zip code in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all fancy. Y'all famous. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Kimberly, do you have any websites or anything you want to promote? Do you have want people to follow you on social media? Are you just good to go? I'm good to go. Okay, boo. Thank <laughs> you for joining us. I Thanks love for having you, me. All right. Love Thank you too. You. All right. Y'all have a great evening. You too. Right. Talk to you later. Bye, Bye. Bye. All right. That was real right. cute. That was, that was real so cute. cute. <laughs> All right, everyone. We hope you enjoyed listening to our three listeners. Kimberly. Jess and Mia. 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 Yes, they had great insights. They had different takes Tastes. on yeah, different that was oh, cool. This was a seven layer take episode. Seven layer, yes. take. <laughs> seven layer take. Seven layer yes. takes. Rich. Seven layer. Rich and buttery <laughs> and sugary. All that. <laughs> I like so it. many, so many layers. Right. Um so now we're going to talk about our favorite episodes, our favorite characters, and wrap up this show called Lovecraft Country for season one. We do believe there will be a season two. So Yeah. Yeah. Who so, wants to jump right on in? I'm jump in. in. Jump in, Mimi. Who was your, what was your favorite episode? I'm, inter- I'm really, I'm, I'm hella interested in it. I don't, I don't think I know what it is. So I'm we like, already what? know Mimi's favorite episode. Which yeah. one? It's the it's one with Gias, episode, episode yeah. six. Oh, you did say that, Gia. Okay. It's it's still held as my favorite episode, just because okay. uh, I liked, I liked the I, uh, again, I liked the theme, the themes in it, and I liked uh, how concise 
it was, and I think it was probably probably the best executed uh, mm. episode in all of them because there there was no confusion. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like every this other, is it. right? Every other episode, people were like, "What? Huh? I don't understand." And it was like that one. <laughs> um, not not that it was like shallow by any means. It had no. it had you know deeper themes about. You know, like who's the real monster? How uh, uh, like family? How trauma changes you? Can possibly make you do monstrous things, but that's not who you are. It, mm-hmm. it brought a racial element into it, so it still had like um, it was still very much deeper than just surface level stuff. Um, but it was just real. It was just executed very well to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was and, beautifully shot. It was so beautifully yeah. shot. And the acting was hella good. Like, mm-hmm. I remember I was like, uh, Jihad made me care about her. This is the first time I, well, they mentioned her in prior episodes, but like the first time we saw, like really, really got to know her and see her in that way. And I was like, I just met this chick. It reminded me of the chick in uh, Game of Thrones. We we fell in love with that chick in like 10 minutes in the horror home episode with John. Sean Snow and we was like is she already gone no I was what? like this Jon Snow boo this, this Jon Snow new boo like he loves her like they're in love with each other they're gonna be right. together forever and I was like damn this bitch died already <laughs> right so make it off she didn't make it off the island she, n- <laughs> no and so it was like it was just like that um so I'm yeah and I'm sorry to bring up them them uh <laughs> wretched <laughs> memories for you um so yeah, I don't know that I have a favorite character. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that Jess mentioned that she related to Christina. Um, that was really interesting. Yeah, I like I, I like that. Like I found, I mean, for me, they're like I just like well developed characters, whether they are quote unquote evil or mm-hmm. quote unquote good per se. Uh, if the character is developed really well, then I appreciate them. I find them interesting the same way that I kind of like Cersei Lannister. Like at the end, she kind of became one of my favorites, not because she's a good person, but her character and her story art was developed like very well over the course <laughs> of time. And so I don't know that I have a favorite, um, but I, di- I I always did find Christina and Ruby's story more interesting than a lot of the other stories, just because. Okay. There the was queer so element many, to it? No, just, it was just so many levels to it. It was a queer element. It was a racial element. It was a, um, like a fight the patriarchy type of element to mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. a feminist spin. It was, uh, like she said, finding family, like, like Jess was saying, finding family in areas you did not expect to find family, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, relating to people you were complete completely opposite of what you would think you would relate to and but you found this um kinship with them and you were drawn to them so mm-hmm. i found all that more interesting than a lot of the other stuff going on that we uh, have seen before mm-hmm. on tv and in stories mm-hmm. um, that makes sense so i mean yeah i i guess that's all i got right now <laughs> for. okay that's cool that's yeah. good it's all like, yeah that makes sense marcus what about you uh what that episode Mimi's favorite episode is my second favorite episode but my favorite episode is episode uh seven I am and it's it's really for the same reasons that we talked about on the wrap-up or the insta take I mean the episode it had like it had the sci-fi in it it had the time traveling it had those elements but just Hippolyta's journey of self-discovery or self 
rejuvenation or whatever. And mm-hmm. just how how I've seen that parallel through the women in my life. Well, really the men and the women in my life, but just in particular the women in my life that really spoke to me. And just just understanding like the importance, like just people. Yeah, we've got responsibilities, but that's that's doesn't stop you from like constantly discovering yourself and chasing your dreams. Like it may be delayed or it may be altered a little, but still go chase your dreams. Be who you are. Be great. Don't shrink. That type of thing. As a man, as a man and a fiance and a future husband, how do you feel like you are going to help your spouse not feel like she is shrinking or that she's being kept small? Well, and we, and we talked about it. Like I, I understand that, that my fiance, she, she is a whole person. Like we've had discussions about her taking my last name. And I, I think when I was younger, I was more, I was maybe more pressed about it or more adamant about it. But as I've gotten older, I, it was like, it, it really doesn't matter to me because I understand her name is her name. She has her own identity. She was somebody before me. She'll be somebody with me. And even if I die, she'll be somebody after me. Even though we have to have a child together, she'll still be our own person. But, mm-hmm. um, oh man, I lost my train of thought. That says. But you but, you're <laughs> not, like, you're not, you're not like pushing. It, it's not as important. No, no, you're no. Saying- it, it, it's, it's, it, I'm not pressed about it. Like the only thing, don't, the, what's most important to me is that we understand the commitment to each other. Mm-hmm. That's what's most important to me. She, I, she is our own individual, but the commitment that we have to each other is what's most important to me. Okay, cool. Who was your favorite character? Um, I, I go back and forth between uh, Tick and uh, Tick and Letty. Uh, Tick, just because of the simple fact, throughout the show, he was really simply he was just a, a man trying to take care of his family, and I and I empathize and I see that and I feel that and I, I understand where he's coming from. And I say Letty because let's man journey. She killed it when she. Yeah. When she spoke, literally any line in this show, it, it was with conviction. Like it, she owned damn near every scene. Like mm-hmm. I think back to what was that episode three, when it was the prayer circle with the uh, black, the black uh, victims of Hiram Epstein, and how yeah. they yeah. tried to cast the spell away. Like mm-hmm. understanding, like she was probably it, that was probably green screen, and she's just standing there by herself. And she is acting an ass off. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. that that she she killed it throughout the whole yeah. entire episode. The she made me a fan. Movie. She made me a lifetime fan after this show. Oh really? One hundred percent. I've always liked her, mm-hmm. but like I've always just seen her as that little kid. You know, the little kid playing yeah. a role. I I didn't watch um, Underground, which now mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back and watch. I I can't. You know how I, I can't handle no more slave shit. Um, I think you would appreciate Underground. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to put, I put in my queue. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to make that happen. Um, but like seeing her now from a little girl to like a, a tween acting and now seeing her as a grown, a grown adult who has a child who had, has a, had a husband, I think at this time, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, like I said, she was teaching, she was teaching acting. Yeah. Um, and like I said, once they, once they took, once they removed, removed, uh, Courtney B. Vance because he ate up all the scenery in a scene because he is that dude. She just she shined. Uh, I thought she was phenomenal. I really yeah. I really thought she was phenomenal. I'm, I'm I am a lifetime fan of hers as of right now. I hope she forward. gets uh, some more some larger roles because she yes. deserves them. She she deserves now the lead. Like I'm I'm yeah. tired of seeing her. She she does not have to be the co star. She can lead. She's proven that she can lead now. Right. So. 
guys, give her, give her those leads, but actually does season two of, of Lovecraft. <laughs> Only <laughs> okay. Kiki, what, tell us what's your favorite episode. I really don't know. I'm, I'm completely in the dark at this situation. Cause you, you, you just surprised. Every time you tell me something, you surprise me. So I'll never know which way to go. I don't know who we hate today. You hate all the people I like. I'll never know. Do you have a guess? No. Mm-mm. <laughs> I I'm gonna anything, say, that, anything that kills I was like when, I was gonna say episode two. yeah I was gonna say episode right. 2 when Ruby, when Ruby got, got murdered <laughs> yeah the episode that Ruby got murdered <laughs> in is just, that's your favorite like I love it <laughs> <laughs> um mine is a tie okay so maybe I, I have two that I really like okay the second episode Whitey's on the moon mm-hmm. y'all mm-hmm. them in their little imaginary worlds, dancing to the theme song from the Jefferson. Uh-huh. <laughs> that <laughs> shit was hilarious. It's better than that in this whole season mm-hmm. for me. Like that was gold. And um I am. But I, not for Marcus's, maybe kind of for Marcus's reasons, mm-hmm. but I think it's just also because of where I am in my life is I am trying to figure out who I am mm-hmm. or what I, or, you know, things like that. So I think that episode, um, now I don't think it would have taken me that long to be like 200 years to decide mm-hmm. that I was a mother. I don't think it would have taken me that long. And time moved differently for what she was living versus our time. Right, right, <laughs> so right. I think that was okay. <laughs> one childless, so uh, you know maybe it will take me 200 years I don't know um, <laughs> I, I want to be a mother I don't know uh, but it, I'm like I don't know about I, I fuck them kids I'm like fuck them kids right. <laughs> oh, no, but I, so I am was, moved up quite a bit for you what'd you say yeah I said I am moved up quite a bit for you because right after air you were like it was one I thought you were like it was one of your least no that wasn't me that was me. that was male I was with Marcus. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Mel's Mel was you and Mel were not really feeling it, and Marcus and I at all, at all. <laughs> I didn't like it. That's not my favorite. <laughs> um, so I guess those are my two. But that second episode, I'm that that one. It, that's the one that's the that stands out the most in my mind. Um, two the second episodes, my second favorite. Two and, the, two and six were two of my favorites, too. So, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, my favorite character. Okay, so my favorite character mm-hmm. is different from the character that I enjoy watching the most. That's okay. I think it's a tie between Letty and D as my okay. favorite characters. And I actually think my favorite character may actually be D. Um, okay. I kind of understand Letty a lot. I understand her, but I like, <laughs> I, I like that D is a murderer at the end. I don't know if other people do, but me too. I, I love that like shit. I was like, crush, is, crush her throat. And she's like a free black child that she's like, I can, I can handle things on my own now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I I like what they did with her character. So D is the character. If we come back next season, that's the character that I'm most mm-hmm. interested in learning about. Okay. But the character that I enjoyed watching the most is Sammy. Like, really? Ooh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a good I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I loved watching Sammy in that episode when um seeing him rep his house and he was so happy to come in second place and he, really was. he was just free mm-hmm. uh outfit like I, I enjoy watching Sammy mm-hmm. the most and I enjoyed him telling Montrose to kick rocks like I so you want yeah. a Sammy spinoff <laughs> <laughs> the house yes, no. the house of Sammy I didn't, the house oh no that would be interesting I watch though. that shit yeah Okay, so Sammy, yeah. Sammy and D, okay, that's very, very different. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, we, if, if we are not nothing, we are diverse on this podcast. <laughs> that I will tell you. That I will tell you. Uh, Neither one of them was my favorite episode. Yeah. So right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was going to say, Sammy didn't get a ton of screen time, so you no. enjoy watching yeah. him that often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but Sa- but you know what? But Sammy was very true to himself from the beginning to the end. Like he he was honest about who he was. This is who I am. You gonna take it or leave it? I'm not gonna let you treat me like shit. Like, period. And then when D became a murderer, I was like, I fucking love this. I want I want to show about this little girl running around murdering people all day. And see, I don't want that. <laughs> I'm like, how many more people can little can Black Arya kill in a day? Because I'm no. like, I'm down for this shit all day. Black like, girl. Kill the motherfuckers left or right. We got all them. You can go kill all them people in Artem because just knock them. We just go switching next. My girl was on her way to being the, the next of Fool Richardson, and now she argues. Yeah. She murdered. Right. She, she can still draw. She gonna learn how to draw. She gonna squeeze first, draw second. Squeeze first, draw second. <laughs> she still is going to be that artist. She mm-hmm. still is. Just about how much more interesting her stories are going to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited. No, but what about you, Mel? What was your favorite episode? My favorite episode, I had a lot, I had to go back and really think. It was episode one. Um, I, throughout the entire journey of this show, when I said I started rewatching it, um, my level of anxiety and the scare, the most scared I was throughout this entire show was when they were trying to race the car um, to the the border of the sundown town where the, the, you know, we, and I knew that the, I knew that the police were going to be there to block them off. You know, they were the police behind them. That was the most frightened, like legit that I was throughout this entire 10 episodes, entire 10 hours I spent with these people. Plus, um, because we also do the, po- we listen to their, the Lovecraft country, uh, podcast, uh, radio after this, it was, it never, like I said, it never took, um, its foot off the, off the brakes. It just, it went from beginning to end. I was on the edge of my seat and a lot like Jess, uh, she and I seem to read a lot of the same, uh, authors and sci-fi. We seem to watch a lot of the same sci-fi and, uh, um, horror television so it, it was that show to me let me know what the I, at the end I didn't know what was going on but I knew I loved it because I knew it was every single fucking genre that I that I enjoy as Melanie the geeky black nerdy girl with glasses who lives in East Atlanta like it was everything that I was that I always have to explain to people you know like when you do like the not, the easiest way I can explain is like when you know you're like signed up for like y'all are all coupled well I'm just I'm not couple but like when you sign up for dating apps you're like oh what do you like to do like I like all nerdy shit and I like sci-fi and if you don't watch Lovecraft Country fuck off like if you don't know the, the three, if you can't tell me who the three the three uh Verhoeven films are like we're not gonna live our lives together if you don't know you know uh who Octavia Butler is like I, I like literally put that in my profile like fuck off like we're not <laughs> we're never gonna be like we're never gonna be because we'll we'll be in two different worlds. So I mean, I, that's my problem. I'm single. So, um, 
I felt uh, this was the first time like I felt on television as a black viewer and lover of sci-fi, lover of horror um, television and movies seen for the first time. Um, and it just it, it went from a from zero to 100 real quick when uh, when that scene happened to where they were trying I'm like. God, get to that, get to the border. What's going to happen? Like, I wasn't even as scared when the monsters appeared as I was for the white monsters, those police, um, to get them and to like, to kill them and to murder them in a way that I know that they can do. Like, I know what, I know what white people can get away with and what cops can get away with by murdering and hurting black people because we live this. And I, I feel like our, we lived this in real time because we were going through George Floyd at the time. We were going, we were living Breonna Taylor. We were yeah. all locked up in our home. So we were like living what we heard of in the past happening, seeing it and actually living in the present. So now we realize, um, and I forget uh, who brought this up on our guests uh, a moment ago, but we're all living the same thing. We're, we haven't moved. And I think it was Mia. We haven't moved forward very, very far. You know, and I don't think like, I don't think in my mind, like slavery wasn't that far away. Like we are literally living in Jim Crow right now as all, all of us were the three the two of me and, and Kim were talking about how we went to early vote and we had to get this done. And like my anxiety for is, would there be a proud boy at my voting location with a gun Mm -hmm. to deter me from, it wouldn't deter me from voting because I will push through and I wouldn't worry about it. But would I live after that? experience because I'm willing to die for what I believe in and my vote and to stand up for my people. So I would not back down in any way, shape or form or go or be turned away from my voting precinct or my poll. So it's, it's the sad, disgusting feeling like in the pit of my stomach every day I wake up to know that we haven't moved very far um, as, as African-Americans. We haven't moved that needle um, as far as systematic racism, we watch this every day. We're watching people make moves right now in politics and in government, in our local government, national, what have you. Um, and, and we're begging people to vote for someone who is decent, a, a right. white man. But just can you vote for someone who is not an outward racist? And, right. and, um, and could, could you vote for someone who, who says white supremacy and white terrorism and Nazism is bad? Right. Like to say it hit me in a different way. I think this last week when I had to like just kind of sit down, I'm watching, you know, I watch the Supreme Court justice hearings and, you know, I'm seeing all these things happen. I'm just like, damn, like I'm basically just asking people, like, could you please vote for the person who is the least racist in this situation so that I don't have to worry at night about my brother being pulled over or Marcus saying that you know, he got pulled over. Like my, when you text, text or sent that in our Slack today, like, I was just like, Oh God, are you, I was like, Oh God, please don't keep, keep your hands on the wheel. Like right. all of the regular, like the anxiety mm-hmm. built up just in me for you, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. In, so in 2020 watching this show, knowing how little we have made um, systematic progress because I'm, I'm, I will, I'm happily, and able to say, and very proud to say that I am a part of the most educated group of people in the United States of America. I'm a black woman. I am educated. I have a college degree. I, you know, am a person that has means, but only as I'm allowed to in this systematic racism system that I live in, that I, that, I, that I'm a part of. So watching that first episode, it just it that to me like rewatching that was my favorite because it never took the uh, foot off the pedal. It was balls to the walls the entire time. 
Um, and I felt seen like these were all the things that I love. I'm like, I love vampires. I love monsters. I love all of these crazy things. Um, and I had only learned about H.P. Lovecraft about three years ago, uh, listening to an Eli Roth podcast um, and a TV show that he did. And I didn't know who H.P. Lovecraft was. I didn't know why I love Octavia Butler or where she got her um, where, where even she, this um, brilliant, wonderful Black woman who's writing sci-fi and out-of-this-world fiction that I never knew where she was, where she got her, pulled her um, um, inspiration from. This racist fucking piece of shit. That I was happy oh, that right. he died broke. They, I was happy that he died broke and poor. Fuck you. Right. Um, but thank you for all of our genre. Um, <laughs> so it was like, it was being seen. Like when I tell people like, oh, have you guys watched The Magicians? Like if I'm in a room of Black people, they're going to look at me like, bitch, what you talking about? Like, Oh, have you seen <laughs> Night Flyers? No? Okay. I'm, okay. All right then. Never mind. Like, so I didn't have to be, I didn't have to make myself small in this, watching this show. And that was really cool. And, and, and sharing this with you guys, it was really cool. So um, yeah, that first episode was what did it to me. And I was like, oh, this, I don't care where we go. I don't care if you take me off a cliff. I'm, I'm in, I'm in it for the ride. <laughs> Let me buckle on up, buckle right. on up. Uh, and, and I'll go on that ride. And it was such good, it was a good writing and, and just brilliant character work. And it seemed like everybody that you could tell that the people that came to work on this show came to work on this show with a happy heart and they came to leave everything on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like, you know, even we talk about the music with Raphael Sadiq, we talk about the clothes and like, that's a huge, I'm like, and I always worked, I was always a thespian. I was always a part of the drama department, but I was always I'm not the ever the front end. I'm always the back end. So I'm the costume mistress or the props person or the, you know, the script, you know, uh, mistress. So I, those people I value so much because I know what kind of work they put into it. It seems like every single person just came in, they put their hearts and hearing Misha talk about, they, they have been working on this for six years before this came out, like before they even got to work. Like, I'm like, that is some fucking dedication. I get irritated when I got to work on a, a PowerPoint presentation for more than a day. <laughs> so, so it was, it was, to me, this was such a love letter to all the black geeky kids out there, nerdy kids out there, sci-fi kids, love people, the kids that love, you know, magic that when we talk about what we love in a room full of our people, I think Jess, you know, alluded to this, we feel very alienated. We, like, I don't feel like I can yeah. say, you know, like, oh, this is what this is about. Like, guys, have you watched about this magic show? They're like, bitch, what's some magicians? What's, what's uh, uh, Jonathan Strange and, and, you know, and, and Mr. Norrell? Like, shit that I love was all in up and in through this show. And I think that the first episode really, really let me have all that. And they let me know where I was going, even though I didn't know where I was going. I was happy for the ride. Uh, full circle at the, the episode 10, it was, they did such a good job at, at making that full circle. Um, I really, really, um, so that was my second favorite um, episode, but I think they did a really great job. My favorite character, honestly, I don't really know who my favorite character was. Uh, if I had to pick anybody just because I think that she was the most down chick. And I don't say this in jest, like my friend group, including the two black women on this cast <laughs> are, are like, I'm a girl. I can say I'm a girl's girl. I, I have girlfriends. I hang out with girls or gay men. Like that's my world. Um, but we are the people that our moms can call. Our dads can call, pick up the phone and say, I need you. And we don't, we don't say, Oh, well, I'm busy doing this today. Like no, we, we take mm. the lead and we take care of our families. We take care of our friends. We are the ones 
that go to work. We're the ones that, you know, are getting higher education. We're the ones doing the most. We're the ones being the most. And we are being the backgrounds for our families. So I feel like definitely Hippolyta was that person. But it's for all of it, for me, that was Letty because watching her run, knowing that she and I knew she knew that she was invincible when she was running to, to stand in front of that bullet for tick. When mm-hmm. he was um, uh, uh, when the policeman had um, mm-hmm. had shot at him before the, sh- the Chagas came up, like I'm like, th- I would do that for someone that I love. I would jump if, even if I didn't, I didn't. I don't need to have invincibility. If I love this person, I will stand in the front of them for a bullet so that they mm-hmm. can be alive and that they can make it. That's who I am. Those are people that I surround myself with. Those are the kind of women I surround myself with and I attract them not knowing. Like me, Mimi and Kim, we didn't know each other before we went to work together. We attracted each other, you know, on a number of levels. Marcus and I attracted each other. Like, I'm like, it's very, it's now looking back on my entire, the people I keep the closest, they're really the same kind of people. We just, we are, we are, we, we that bitch. And I feel like, (laughs) honestly, but that, that's who Letty was. Like, she was like, when I, when I'm like, that took me out. I'm like, bitch, you are pregnant. I know you got invincible. We ain't tested this invincible invincibility right. out a lot right. but you about to run you about to and when she i mean even from that first episode she ran she those, those monsters were out like trying to kill them she got out of that she was like i'm about to leave this cabin i ran track i'm about to run and get make sure we're okay like i'm like she constantly put her life on the line she constantly put herself and she never asked for anything she never asked a question she just did it yeah and that's that's how I, and I, she's my favorite character that's how i identify the most with um, because you don't, you don't have to ask. Like Ruby. Huh? It's probably why I didn't like Ruby because she was making it seem like Letty was selfish. But in every episode, Letty did something that was not selfish. And even though we don't know why Letty was arrested, I think that's why she was arrested because she was a freedom. Me writer. too. Like I, I made that up in my mind. <laughs> There's no evidence of that. Me too. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> that she was actually arrested because she was doing something for someone else. Well, even the women, when you go back to that episode um, at the house, remember the women were talking about Martin Luther King and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know before this and I felt so stupid. I didn't know his first name was not Martin. Like they it were calling Michael. him. Yeah. yeah. Michael. And so, you know, they were already attached to what she was doing as being a part of the movement even though they didn't explain it explicitly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I agree with you. I think that she was in jail because uh, because of uh, civil rights and fighting for civil rights. So those are my people. I don't really, I mean, the sec- my second favorite probably would be Jiha. You know, just because she's magic and I am, I'm just, in, I am enamored with magic yeah. period and magic peoples and that she is something that's an other and that she looked at society from a different view Um she, we thought we looked at her as a monster, and she really realized that we were the monsters. And she yeah. really She's was probably the, one of the people on the show with the mo- with the most humanity. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And she wasn't even a human. I never, or as, <laughs> yeah, even though she said she's a, what is it? A, a, comi- a Camille. Uh, a Camille. I never saw her as a monster. Even when her tails came out, I wasn't like, well the first time I was but after <laughs> like wait what right yeah and she loved and she loved she was learning how to love and what love was from such a pure place right you know like she was like I feel this what is this like oh like she she I'm learned not it supposed from such to feel this. yeah like this supposed to be something that I reject right um and I end up going back uh Marcus and watching that um that love death and robots 
yeah, yeah, uh, Netflix. episode, yeah, that had the Kamiho in it. Um, it's just so from a different that steampunk point of view. So it was really cool yeah. to kind of like to tie those together. So that was kind of cool. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. I I'm sad. Like today, I'm like I woke up. I was like, oh, I'm kind of sad that it's not going to be on today. Like so, this I'm happy that we did this and that we were able to, to talk about it because um, so I'm missing it. So on a scale, everybody on a scale of one to ten, um, you know, obviously ten being the greatest thing ever you've ever seen ever in life. <laughs> uh, where does Lovecraft Country rank for you? I mean, I'm gonna jump in and say nine, bordering on ten. Yeah, because I think you one episode you said yeah, you loved it. You right. said it's a, a before the wire, and I'm like, the no, no, no it, it's it's right there with the wire. It, I, I I go back and forth. I think about like some of the wire seasons, like uh-huh. one and then three and then just whatever. But uh, I think about some. Of, I think about some of the episodes on the wire and this show in the wire. Like it just really tells. I feel like it tells a black experience so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a television show, I give it. I give it a nine out of 10. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's not in my top five shows yet. Cause it's just this one. It's hard to go off just one season of something, but I give it a nine out of 10. One, the resources that they use to put this together, like a whole class could be done on this class. Yeah. Um, the syllabus that they gave, like <laughs> every week it was so much from, it was every week from books to film to television shows, like how they kind of pieced all of these different parts of black culture mm-hmm. in one show. Mm-hmm. I, I give that a nine out of 10, mm-hmm. which is why people and this show is not for them. Like this is not your show. This is our show. <laughs> and, um, I, I would give it probably an 8.5 out of 10 because I'm like again I need and I, I'm like like Kim I need more more seasons to gauge it um, my, uh, like my tops would definitely be like the Game of Thrones uh, Sopranos The Wire like uh, even Oz uh, The Magicians uh, X-Files I- yeah I'm like when you think about like really really good storytelling Oz is it, people don't people don't uh, call it out enough, but it's that is brilliant storytelling. Yeah. Lost, um, so I would give it an eight point five. I, I feel like if they come out with another season that we could really gauge it, it probably would be up in my top, maybe top three. But it was brilliant, brilliant. Okay, uh, me, it's probably I say it's a seven. Seven okay. and a half. Okay. Whoa. Okay. I mean, that's still that's still a that's still a high score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> that's still a fresh. <laughs> oh that's still a fresh Yikes. on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Yikes! You're almost killing. Huh? That is a C. That's a C. Yeah. Yeah. Right on the curve. Average. That is so funny. Uh, uh, I just um, to me. I think that some of the um, storytelling, the execution of storytelling in some of the stuff, and that's just mm-hmm. like the way, like there are, there are a lot of um, good shows that have um, 
they don't reveal everything like maybe a loss or Game of Thrones that keep you intrigued that you wonder mm-hmm. what's going on. But I don't I don't think I was ever confused half of the season <laughs> on any of those shows. Like okay. a lot of people were with this. And I just think it was because they were trying to put um a million things into 10 hours. Like I said, like to me, the whole season felt like um, it kind of felt like how I felt at the, the last season of Game of Thrones, where it was just like, we got to get all these plot points in and we're just going to mm-hmm. put them in there. And, you know, we're not going to ne- necessarily write the narrative for it. We're just dropping it in there because we got to drop it in there and it has to be in there. And I felt like, um, I felt like, felt that a lot, you know. Did you like this better than Watchmen? Um, no. I think I still okay. enjoy Watchmen better. Okay. Um, because I only felt that way on the Watchmen. Like, I don't, I don't think I was ever confused on the Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Like, even when, um, I was. Even when, um, really? <laughs> yeah, even when, um, your boy, uh, Osmandius. Uh huh. Even in his little, when we venture off into his little world, yeah, mm-hmm. I understood that this is something that completely relates to the story, and but I understood it like as a separate thing that would tie. We're back in his world, story. right? Yeah. I understood that we're in his world, and it yeah. it will all tie back together. And um, yeah. it just seems like we stay in one storyline. Mm-hmm. More so with Watchmen and um, Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I felt like we were getting um, um, with Lovecraft Country. We uh, shit. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> right up, right <laughs> I up. I said that. More confused with the Watchmen than I was with Lovecraft Country. You were more confused. The what? Yeah. Okay. That whole. Ozzy Man is on a whole nother such and such. And I didn't figure out what was going on with the Watchmen until episode 10 when the senator explained everything. Then I was like, oh, I got what's happening now. Yeah. Okay. Because I've never seen any of the other movies. Uh-huh. I hadn't read graphic novels. Mm-hmm. So I came. Well, you're brand like, new. Well, brand new. I had. Oh, idea what this was. Yeah, so. with the Watchmen, I hadn't read the graphic novel, and the movie isn't the same as the show. The show is based on the graphic novel. Yep. So the only thing familiar to me was some of the characters in the show, but the storylines weren't the same at all. <laughs> Especially Tulsa, mm-hmm. like none of that was the yeah. same. It was a it was a whole new story. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even that. At least you knew. Okay, this is Ozymandias, or this is the so and so. Listen. I didn't know nothing until they explained what was happening. I understood Tulsa, but all that other stuff, I had no idea. I think I've rewatched The Watchmen three times and I just now understand. Oh, I see what's happening here. Whereas this, I felt like I, I pretty much understood what was mm-hmm. happening in all the episodes, except the last episode is where I had the most questions. Well, when I listen back to our pot, when I listen back to our episodes over the season, I feel like every single, <laughs> every single podcast we do, we all come in like, what? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> and I just, and like, I, and I feel like a lot, a large part of the viewing audience was confused a lot of the show and um, they eventually got it, but it was kind of like, um, 
I don't think you should walk away from. I don't think over half your audience should walk away from a show confused most of, mm-hmm. most of every episode. But again, yeah. like a seven to seven and a half, that's still a fresh. Like I'm not down in the show. I I really so I think it was really really ambitious, mm. and I think that you know that could be that could have been something that uh, hindered some of the storytelling yeah. because you were trying to do a whole bunch of things. That's why I was like, I really want a season two where they could kind of focus some stuff or streamline some stuff, and they're they not tighten it up. To, yeah, they're not trying to get in seven different storylines because I feel like then we get, I have to go back and like count every character, but it feels like seven every character kind of had an individual storyline, seven different mm-hmm. storylines on top of uh, multiple themes of racism, of classism, of sexism, of mm-hmm. homophobia, um, and then they wanted to drop in. Historic, actual historical references and actual U.S. history, and you had to put that in there. Yeah. And then you also had to layer on top of that, um, you know, the theme, the genres, the de- the various genres of horror and sci-fi, and you had to have different. That's why every episode kind of felt like an anthology. I mean, it kind of mm-hmm. felt like an anthology. Like they stood it, alone. They could stand alone. Yeah, like each episode was a kind of a different. Mm-hmm monster maybe per se and so you had to get all that on top of everything else i just said and it all had to weave together to be a single story so it was a whole lot they were trying to do with just 10 hours which i was like i don't think yeah. this is long enough to do everything y'all are trying to do um and execute it the way i know you you really really want to want to do so that we're not having snl skits where people are like what what's the show about that, that don't make no sense. What you talking about? I don't know. So, yeah. But it's still it's fresh. Like, I don't, y'all tripping. That's a, that's yeah, a, yeah, it's a fresh. It's a people fresh. Would, people would give their right off for a seven and a half on IMDb. What you talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't, I don't know. I think, like, yes, they did try to put in a whole lot into episodes, but I guess I'm thinking if I'm a black woman and this is my chance at this kind of a show and Misha only got like two episodes, two seasons of Underground before it was gone. Mm. And I'm like, well, I'm going to put my whole being, everything I got into this one season because I don't know if it's going to come back Uh around again. Yeah. I kind of appreciated. She had to, she had to put everything into it. Leave it all, leave it all on the table. Leave it all on the table. And if we get another season, then I can be more focused. But this first season, yeah, I'm going to go all in. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, it was, no matter what, it was such a great ride. It was a, just a, a cool, a cool way to be and to live in this world. So I appreciate it. I am going to go to um, hopefully get the book tomorrow at um, Barnes and Noble. So I want like, I want the hard copy and I'll start reading it. Hopefully if people want to join me on the book club, we can do a book club. That's it. Okay. I'm like, I, gotta, I definitely got to read this. I was like, this is crazy. I, I've never read the author before. Max, I forget his last name. Matt Ruff. So, Matt Ruff. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to see if, if it's good or not. But I, I, I'm interested in seeing how the difference is. I know some of the differences just from listening to other podcasts, but I'm interested in seeing how it affects the story and the storytelling. Um, so it should be interesting because usually for me, the book is never as good 
the movie is never as good as a book or the show is never as good as a book because I love mm-hmm. reading so much. I love the book so much. So this should be interesting. So I think yes. that's how I, me personally, I think that's the way you should go. Yeah. I know you I know you can't help that sometimes because you're reading something and then they decide to make a show or a movie about it mm-hmm. with him. I like That's, that was Game of Thrones. I was right. trying to keep up with the reading and I'm like, these books are like a thousand gazillion pages <laughs> right. and all shit. And y'all would come to work talking. I'm like, well shit, I don't know what they t- let me let me just stop. I, I literally just gave up, like, let me just stop because everybody's telling me what's going on. I can't keep up with the reading. So I think it I think it stuff. um I think it's it clouds your ability to judge the the show or the movie independently. Mm-hmm. Um, because you come in with all these preconceived ideas of what it should be and what it's supposed to be and what this character is. And so yeah. that's why yeah. I'm like, you know, if you can, I think that's the way to do yeah. it. So I'm excited. I'm excited about it. So I'll make it work. So that's yeah. all I got, guys. I think we had a very robust, fun show and hearing other voices and bringing in our friends and coworkers and ex-coworkers. So I really enjoyed I really enjoyed I enjoyed this. It's fun. It's gonna be really fun yeah yeah so that's that's all we have um i did watch uh bad hair today okay i have it on hulu on hulu it is and it is um interesting i enjoyed it because i also enjoy like grindhouse um uh, films Mm -hmm. as well so if you if you're not a fan of grindhouse you're going in like um it's not B movie. Yes, very mm-hmm. B movies. Like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this happened. Like, oh, like huge, you know, 80s shoulder. I love the 80s aesthetic with the shoulder pads right. and the hair. Because that's oh, the setting, like, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes, in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's set in the 80s. Um, that but I I am such a fan of Grindhouse. Um, and that gritty kind of film, the way the film is shot, it's not that clean, like right. CGI, like, oh, she hit her head and it looks ridiculous. Like it looks like me and you could have shot it, like today yeah. in our backyards. Yeah. Um, so I appreciated that in uh, the way it was shot, but it's not going to be for everyone. I mm. la- like it's it's actually pretty funny okay. to be totally honest with you. I laughed a lot. Um, the person that I remember the most from it is uh, Lena. Fine ass Blair Underwood. Oh, no, no. Uh, it's Lena, and, uh, and I, it's her name, Lena Way. <laughs> yeah, Lena Way. She mm-hmm. is a part. Like I tell y'all, y'all, every scene, I was like, you keep, you're like, you're. She's in it very little, but you remember like her the most out of the movie. Like even for me, even the main characters, she is okay. so fucking funny. She is so funny. Um. So yeah, it was it was a fun. Uh, I, I spent the day watching horror movies. So mm-hmm. from her, from Bad Hair to Jason. Uh, okay. Is what I, I spent the day watching. Oh, wow. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I had I had fun. It was a fun watch. But I'm, guys, don't go don't go into it thinking you're gonna get some fancy s- slick no, no, no. CGI. Okay. I, I I looked at the trailer and kind of I didn't know I didn't know it was going to be like Grindhouse per se. But I kind of mm-hmm. from the trailer I kind of got the style that I you know mm-hmm. that they were going for. Yeah, so. but I had a, I had fun though. I got you will be laughing. You'll be like, oh my god, I did say that. Like, oh, I remember like you know going home, like trying to get home from school to watch BET. You know, right. like so it's it 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 gives you uh kind of that, like oh my god, I, I remember like having to stay up and watching your MTV raps. Like so it oh, yeah. gives you that. It, it's you're gonna pull a lot of nostalgia. And for those of us who like really grew up in like born in like the late '80s, grew up in the '90s, like you're gonna you're gonna feel. So this Marcus ain't gonna understand no reference. Marcus all. is not gonna get any of it because he's oh. a baby. He's a tiny baby. <laughs> he's all like, right. what's your MTV raps? Yeah. 
I am a old 30 year old man. Come on now. If you don't know who Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, like right. Dr. Dre, out, this ain't going to be for you. If you don't know the salt and pepper, if you don't know when I say salt and pepper haircut for black women is, then it's not going to be for you. If you don't know who <laughs> Dunn Simpson is, then. Yes. <laughs> oh, Dunn. He like, who? No. Who? 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 Of course I know who Ed Lover is, man. Come on, stop it. Mm, and you just house. Do- all right so. right yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. you looked up on your phone we know he went so, he he mentioned Danny simpson at all <laughs> <laughs> he said he knew who that was with their, with their pretty eyes like, oh, right oh, oh, no. look he's bringing up the googles bring out the googles it was it was uh it was a fun it was a very fun uh, a watch so if you guys watch it, then yeah, I think you'll like it. Was just I got I've I've been watching Hocus Pocus for like twenty seven times this mm. season, so I'm like I don't know who needs to hear. So I'm gonna also put this on my social media. Like who needs to hear this? But they murder a child in the first scene of Hocus Pocus. I was like, damn, how did I miss that this whole time? Those how did sisters, I miss that? Those sisters straight up fucking murder a little girl, and that is uh, uh, Binks's sister. That is his sister. They straight up kill in the first. I, now, I gotta, now I got to rewatch Hocus Pocus. I'm like, I do not remember that. Dude, Zachary Binks' little sister. They fucking kill her ass in in uh, 0.1 minutes in, that, in the first episode, in the first scene. I was like, damn, how did I miss that? So, right. yes, uh, shout out to Zachary's little sister had died. Um, but yeah, I just keep watching. I keep watching that and like now all the horror. And uh, uh, so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to check this out. Okay, bad hair. Let's see. Usher's in it. Uh, Kelly yeah. Rowland is in it. It's a lot of na- it's a lot of good names in it. Um, not a lot of good actors, I would say, in it. But it was fun. <laughs> Let me pull okay. it back. But you'll okay. have it's a it's a fun watch. So for all the not all the eighties and ninety babies out there, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. You'll laugh. So cool. that was something I did today. So. That's all I got, guys. I thank you for taking this journey, um, you know, with me, with us. This was fun. Every every week was fun talking about it because we knew uh, Kim had tapped out from it for a minute when we saw the previews. <laughs> so I was right. happy that, that you did take a, you you jumped in, you jumped in head first. You got out of your comfort zone, which was awesome. And you took this journey with us. So that was, it was really fun. You did it. Yay, team. Go <laughs> for so uh that's that's it for this episode um again guys please go um on your if you listen to us on itunes please give us uh, five stars and please rate and review us so that we can uh, be seen a little bit more on that platform please listen to us on anywhere you find podcasts please go on uh we have a twitter account uh facebook and instagram please retweet us please ask us questions please tweet at us and you know, send us messages. So we always love to hear it. And hopefully you can be a part of maybe our next um, listener um, interaction that we have um, or whatever we're listening to next. We will definitely let you guys know what our next um, project will be. Uh, We will be taking a little bit of time for the holidays, like most people, enjoying our family and friends and trying to stay safe out here in this COVID uh, America. If you have not voted in early voting, please make sure that you vote on um, November 3rd so that uh, um, if you vote for Donald Trump, then don't you vote on November like 9th. If you voted for the Biden Harris ticket, then please make sure that you vote early, <laughs> turning your absentee ballots or your, you know, your any ballots you need to turn into the proper boxes. Please make sure you vote and get out there. Um, please stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, stay six feet apart from people. Please wear your mask in public. 
And we have just enjoyed uh, having you with us um, in reviewing Lovecraft Country. Thank you, Misha Green. Thank you, everybody who worked on this show. You all did a phenomenal, phenomenal um, uh, job. And the love letter that you wrote to us through this show is something that you honestly, you could not even understand what it means to a lot of us. So uh, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And yes, follow us and, you know, give us some ideas, your thoughts of what we should review next. We would love to hear all of those ideas. Yeah. Um, And following us, you know, you can keep up with what we're going to cover and talk shit about um, next time. (laughs) (laughs) We talk much shit. Right. (laughs) Well, all right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.